Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, everybody, patrons, it is your end of the week podcast. You donate for it, you get it. Andrew, all Falcon blogger guests rejected us, so it's just me and you. We are going to preview Atlanta, go more in-depth than we do on the regular podcast on Monday for the patrons. All right, look, I wrote my column for WWL. My thought is on this game, it begins and ends with the team that runs the ball better and the team that stops the run better. Uh, my theory is the Saints, they cannot have 50 yards rushing and win on the road. And they have to stop Atlanta from running the ball because if Atlanta can run the ball, then Matt Ryan gets to be comfortable and decent. Uh, that's my theory. Your main outlook over this game is what? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, you know, Devontae Freeman has presented so many problems for the Saints over the years Kill that the um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it looks like he's not going to play, or hopefully not. Um, so I, that, that's that's a plus. But Tevin Coleman's a very good, powerful, fast running back um, with a lot of skill. So yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to stop him. But if Devontae Freeman's not in, I mean, it just it, it presents a different challenge. Uh, but if they're going to have to stop the run like they did against Cleveland, I mean, I think you saw how poorly Tyrod Taylor played. Um, and now, obviously, Matt Ryan's a different kind of quarterback, but anytime you can stop the run, it just makes a team more one-dimensional. Now, listen, Lattimore and Crawley are going to have to play better because this is the by far the biggest challenge they faced. And I know that Way the Bucks looked really good, and you know Fitzpatrick is currently in um, – you know, MVP, MVP mode. Fitzpatrick uh, to you. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, I still think Matt Ryan and, and those receivers, like, if you, you can stop them if the down and distance is third and six, um, you can't if it's third and one, you know, because then it just or, or second and two, you know, because they got eight, eight yards on first down. So, you know, if you're forcing them to throw on second and 11 or second and nine, uh, as opposed to a wide open playbook on second and three, uh, I mean, I can't overstate the enormity of the difference there um and yeah you know, that team has that team has killed the saints with play action killed them over the years um you know when atlanta's been successful like the last five years against the saints and beaten the saints it's when matt ryan's been able to um kind of do the play action thing so you know if you stop the run it prevents teams from doing that so stopping the run is huge yeah and the saints look they have to figure out how they they have to figure out how to run the ball and they their offense yeah. can't you can't have a special offense and P number thirty two run the ball. When the Saints have won under Sean Payton in two thousand six, in two thousand nine, in two thousand eleven, twenty thirteen, last year, 
they were really good at running the ball. They're last in running the ball. And I am fucking t I don't want to see Gillis Lee and Jonathan Williams anymore. I want to see Boston Scott. If he fumbles, if he's trash, whatever, I don't care. Put him back on the bench. But I want to see him. I want to see something different. I have seen enough well, of Jonathan I mean, Williams and Gillis Lee to know that ain't going to work. To be fair, trash and fumbling is what we've seen so far out of Gillis Lee and Williams. <laughs> it's true. So if Boston Scott is trash and fumbling, he'll only be serving as the younger a, version. A, right, exactly. He's yep. The, he's the younger. So the interesting thing that it, it you know Sunday as we get ready for game day, right? And the inactives sort of happen. You sort of process it, and then you go on and you start talking about the actual game act matchups and stuff, and you don't really process it in a long term way. But to me. And one thing that I don't think the media's caught on yet, and I don't think fans necessarily have caught on, and I thought it, and the more I think about it, it's a really great sign, is the Saints made Trey Hendrickson inactive. And they rolled with Davenport Sunday. And to me, Andrew, that shows that the Saints have looked at Davenport, and he, you know, he missed a lot of camp, but they've looked at him and they've said, this guy that we spent all this capital on to get, he can be special, and we're rolling with him, and he can... The, He'll the only way to him that he'll be better is to play, and we got to play him over everybody else, yeah. so he can get good fast. And th to me, it was a, it's a really positive sign that people have so, sort of missed because they're like, well, he only played twenty something plays. But to me, the Saints announced on Sunday they're all in for Davenport, and he's going to play more and more and more. Yeah. So th these are different profile players because they weren't first round picks and. You know, the, the Saints didn't put the investment into these guys uh, that they did for Davenport. Uh, but three names, three names immediately pop into my head. When you think about raw player that's loaded with talent, um, I'll even throw a fourth name out there. The four guys I'm thinking of are Jimmy Graham, Akeem Hicks, David Onyemata, and Stanley Jean-Baptiste, okay? Yep. And now, remember, with Graham, he had Shockey in front of him, and it really took him a year to really see the field. I mean, he was making plays here and there his rookie year. Well, and he was to be exciting. Fair for Graham, but I'm not sure. He at the end of at the end yeah. of his first year, he caught the touchdown to beat Atlanta on Monday night, and he yeah. was the guy by the end of the the first year. But he broke his foot. He was. He broke his foot. Yeah. So he was he was starting to come along, um, but I think when you look at Hicks and Onyemata, similar to Davenport. They were playing right away. And so I remember them being third-round picks, and we were excited about them, and they were raw, but they were loaded with talent. And we were just like, yeah, I don't know if the Saints are going to play them anytime soon. Well, they were thrown in kind of right away, and that surprised us. And that was a good sign because I was like, wow, these guys are raw, but the Saints like their skills so much that they're, they're throwing them out there. Well, Batiste was kind of the opposite. You know, like he, he was loaded with talent, had the perfect size, um, really raw, but – you love the skills, and he could just never see the field. And so at some point, you start to worry, man, if this guy's not seeing and the field, then also, it's not, he's not really improving. He's not practicing yeah. well. So this is and a great also time too, for Davenport. The thing, that was, the thing that was so terrible with Baptiste uh, was the Saints were absolutely fucking desperate at corner. They were beat up. They needed guys to play, and they were signing guys off the street, and they were playing instead of Baptiste. Yeah. Even with Davenport, like if Hendrickson was killing it, and you were like, well, Hendrickson is killing it. Davenport's not really playing. What are you going to do? Davenport's 
not clearly not as good and Hendrickson's rolling, Okafor's rolling. Like they got to play the best guys. So you can yep. kind of see you can I kind of make an argument that if Davenport wasn't playing, well, it's okay. It's not that big a deal. Whereas Baptiste, you could see that it was a crisis and he was terrible because they desperately needed a corner. I just think Andrew right yeah. now for Davenport, if they weren't playing him that much and he wasn't progressing, you could make an argument that it's not total panic time. It's not a to disaster. Me, yeah, it's a, it's, it's I mean, the flip I mean, you got to consider. Of, you got to consider. You got to consider that George Johnson and Kikaha were were both cut. You know, coming yeah. into the beginning of the season, so those two guys were cut. That's that's sign number one that they're not going to redshirt Davenport. And so I think that's your immediate. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Guys like that, and I'm not saying that George Johnson or Kikaha or anything special, but they're they're NFL quality yeah. players, and, and they've made this team before, and they've made plays in an actual game. Kikaha so made a fourth down stop against Atlanta in the cut, Dome last year. He did, he did. So, like, if if you if you're cutting those guys and not quote unquote redshirting Davenport, that's already a good sign. And now guys like Hendrickson are being inactive. Um, Hendrickson's a guy you know has upside, you know can contribute, you know is pretty good. If he's not even playing. That tells you how good they feel about that important. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about punt return. I uh, hope, I hope uh, the last the last thing I'm going to say about Davenport is I hope this moment is not lost on him because he has an opportunity in this game to come in and sack Matt Ryan, make a play, and basically send Saints Twitter and, and Saints fans into Nirvana. Frenzy. Yes, frenzy. We'll forget. We'll forget about our Khalil Mack. I mean, if he wants to be overhyped, happen. if he wants to be overhyped, all he's got to do is make sack one play, sack, recover a fumble, one, yep. one play, baby. He's been getting good grades for PFF. Yeah. However, you want to take PFF. So the Saints, Tommy Lee Lewis is on IR, so they have punt return issues. It's Kamara, it's Ginn, and one other person that I can't think of, and. Uh, people were like, hey, why not Taysom Hill? But, Andrew, you're the tape guy. Explain, like, kickoff and punt, it seems the same, but it's really not. Oh, it's completely different. And the way you feel the ball, uh, you know, how quickly you can get hit. You know, there, there's also, I, I think, punt return, you know, there's the whole fair catch thing. The ball's coming differently. It's a spiral versus, um, you know, end over end. I, I, I think catching a punt is much harder uh, because of the spin uh, than, you know, and a lot of these punters now will put back spin on the ball. And so you've got to be able to recognize that 
as a guy is basically running for a 4440 full speed at you trying to tackle you. So, uh, you know, kickoff, you have a little bit more protection from your blocking wall. Um, so it, it's a completely different animal and Taysom Hill's never done it before. So, uh, I'm totally uncomfortable with Taysom Hill being the punt returner. And I don't think that's a good idea at all. If he's never done it, um, you know, you're trying to catch it. You're in a dome under the lights. Uh, a lot of times, you know, on a high ball like that, you can lose the ball in the lights if you're not used to it. So um, that's that's something I'm blatantly against. Uh, I'm also against blatantly. Alvin Kamara. Look, that guy, I, I, I don't think Kamara needs any more touches. You know, he. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm all for his hands, but, like, with Ingram out, he's got plenty on his plate. I don't want to introduce a re- on special teams. So to me, Kamara is out of the question. Ted Ginn's a guy that's done for, to me, that's the obvious thing. He's been a good punt returner in this league. Um, you know, oddly, as much as he struggles catching the deep ball, sometimes um, he, he's never really had fumble issues with punt returns. He's, he's always been pretty sure handed with fair catching and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, that, that to me is probably the obvious guy to do it. Yeah. And here's, here's a fun scenario that would, would be the greatest Saints Twitter scenario ever. Taysom Hill runs back the opening kick. Davenport forces a sack fumble on the first offensive play for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I think Twitter would fold on into itself like a black hole. It would be so excited, right? So before we get out of here, yeah. Andrew, I I want to do something fun of reckless trade speculation because a- after you – you have a couple weeks, right? And you look at bad teams, and they say, you know, the NFL has moved the trade line, the trade deadline back. So teams are more willing to sort of do the baseball thing of, hey, we'll trade a guy in season and get a draft pick for him and build for next year because this year our our season is is gone. And the Saints, course, look, yeah. they they're willing to to move guys that Mickey Loomis even before uh, Sean Payton, what's right? the they trade went deadline? Got Mike McKenzie. Right for a second round pick, they what's, what's traded the trade, a Hicks. What's the trade deadline? I think it's October you know? third. I think it's right around Halloween. You know. Okay. So, so like week, maybe week it's either mid mid October or late October. So okay. uh, my thing is, I want to do fun, reckless trade speculation, and the way I start is, let's look at the shitty teams, and are they mm-hmm. going to stay shitty, and would they be willing to swap players? My my thing is, I look at Seattle, and Andrew, they've had they've had five interceptions the first two weeks on defense, and they still are zero and two. They are a fucking trash pile. Are they going to liquidate the last of their assets? And Bobby Wagner, if he becomes, Man, you available, want that guy so bad. You want Bobby Wagner so bad, you can taste it. <laughs> what, what where would the I mean, Saints you've pl- been talking about trading for Bobby Wagner for the last three years I have been I I I I I need to think of a, a hashtag system corner a t-shirt hashtag um system linebacker t-shirt system linebacker. Yeah. but like yeah. where would the Saints play him and he's 28 and injury are starting to pile up so like where would they play him and like what would be a realistic offer for him I mean, I think you probably have to. I mean, if you're giving up a third-round pick for Teddy Bridgewater, I'm thinking it's going to be hard to land Wagner for much less than that. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's going to have to be a third-round pick at least. Uh, and they, they, they may have. want more. And they don't have, yeah. So 
I mean, they have the second round pick. You know, they could they could always dangle that out there. Um, you know, I, it, it's tough, man. I don't really know what position I would say the Saints need the most right now. Um, linebackers played pretty well. I mean, I, I really liked what I saw from Demario Davis and AJ Klein uh, against yeah. the Browns. And if they can keep this up, then I'm you know I'm less inclined to burn a draft pick to get a linebacker because I, I feel okay now. If they play like they did against the Bucks, then <laughs> Then uh, I'd want to burn next year. The, the next year's first after next year. <laughs> uh, Twenty. Who, I'd burn 2020s first for a linebacker. Who, they keep playing like they did against the Bucks. Who Who's a guy on the possibly on the trade block that you're looking at? I mean, I look at Arizona's dreadful. Would they trade Patrick Peterson? Buffalo might go 0 and 16. Yeah. Would they swap Jerry Hughes, who's old but is a defensive end who has had 10 plus sack seasons? Um, I mean, if we it? can get Patrick Peterson, I mean, you know I'm a big homer, but <laughs> Crawley, Crawley makes me nervous. And if we could if we could all of a sudden, like, replace Crawley with Patrick Peterson, I mean, that is just our – our defense, our coverage just becomes so off the charts ridiculous. Oh, yeah. my God. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if your starting corners are Marshawn Latimer and Patrick Peterson? <laughs> he's, tw- he's 28. Oh, so my God. I don't- I don't know when Tampa traded for Revis. I can't remember what his age was and what they gave oh, he up. He was in his thirties, early thirties. Didn't they give up a? They gave up. They gave up a one, I think. For. for yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think that they would want a one for Patrick Peterson. I, I don't yeah. think a two would do it. Yeah, because he's twenty. He's twenty-eight, and he just turned twenty-eight. So he's he was twenty-eight in July. So I I think. I think you'd have to do. Maybe you give him a second in Crawley. I don't know, man. Crawley's such his his value is low. I think I think I think you'd have to give them. I think you'd probably have to give them a second, and you'd probably have to give them a nice player. Like you'd have to give them a second and like Onyemata. and they might look at Onyemata and be like, "Hey, he's played for two and a half years, and he's." on a low contract and he's a development he's he's his best football's ahead of him and we think he can start at defensive tackle like you don't have to give him you're gonna have to give him a piece like that you know i'd probably do it <laughs> you, probably would, do. you would you're such a homer you would you you would yeah. give him draft picks <laughs> into the 2020s for patrick peterson oh yeah no i would doubt. too but i mean i would too. I forget the name forget the name and where he went to college i mean i'm just saying an elite like a latimer quality cornerback add to this roster um you know man that would feel good now a lot you mentioned wagner i mean yeah I, if the saints can upgrade their linebackers and manti manti is hurt so i don't think he's gonna play this week but um yeah i mean I, the linebackers <laughs> there's no doubt that linebacker needs to be upgraded i mean yeah, we're, look- let's not kid ourselves here and look, the Saints are going to be – that's what I love about Loomis is he's always out there doing something. So you know at the trade deadline, like we're having fun now talking about all these names, but I guarantee you when the trade deadline comes around and that it's that week, you are going to have comings and goings as far as rumors for the Saints left and fucking right. Remember, last year it yeah. was Vaccaro. Will they, will they shop him? Will they do – what will they do with him and all that? So – we talk about Devon it joking, but Bell. Andrew, it's going to happen. What's that? Yeah. Bell's a guy I could see put on the on the trade block. 
Yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna the Saints are going to either do stuff or they're going to be very active in Rappaport and Schefter's feed as might be doing stuff. So before we get out of here, yeah. you've had a couple days to process the Saints Atlanta. Has your opinion of the game changed in any way? No, uh, if anything, um kind of maybe leaning a, a little bit more confident. Um, Atlanta's real banged up. I mean, they are. I They're going to be missing four starters. You, you think about Deion Jones and what he's done against Drew Brees. I mean, I feel like Deion Jones picks Drew Brees off every time they play each other. So um, not having Deion Jones is good. Uh, you know, Keanu Neal's out. So those are two key players to their defense. Uh, Tack McKinley's injured. We don't know if he's going to play. They're missing a, like they're missing a guard, Freeman's too. Andy be Levine out. isn't going to play either, I don't think. Yeah, right. Uh, Levitri, uh, Andy Levitri, right? Levitri. Or, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're missing a guard. Julio Jones has missed practice. Now, he always misses practice and still does well against the Saints. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not hoping for much success because he's banged up. But, uh, you know, Freeman's out. So, I, I just think the Saints are kind of catching the Falcons at a good time just in terms of injury luck. And the Falcons have been so – fortunate with injuries the last few years that it's it's nice to see that they don't have like some magic you know secret pill that they're taking that's allowing us that they've just been lucky because clearly no unlucky this year so yeah it's it's nice to see that flip because i feel like every time we play them we're the more banged up team so yeah um, so i I feel like in exactly I don't know. I, you I do. think the Saints are going to come into this focused, man. I, 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 I could be surprised here, but I said 31-17 Saints, and I still just think the Saints are going to come in. They're going to be serious. They're going to play complimentary football first time, and they're going to get a big win on the road. Yeah, and if they, if they get a big win, it'll be like the Tampa game never even happened. <laughs> it's just always That's fun. Right. Right. Patrons, you got it. We love you. Uh, we will see you Monday.